Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Generations Online. Family, these past few weeks have caused us to evaluate our relationships, especially when it comes to family. Many of us are really enjoying the extra time with our family, and some of us are ready for a break. Or maybe you haven't been able to visit your loved ones lately because of current restrictions. No matter where you fall on the spectrum, these past few weeks have given us the opportunity to reevaluate our relationships. Today, Pastor Dave will continue his series entitled Reset, and will address what the Bible says about our responsibilities within the family. Here's what else you can expect from today's service. Our band will continue to lead us in music. You will hear an update from our staff, and we're excited to bring you an interview with several of our high school seniors. Thanks again for joining us today. We pray you experience God's presence wherever you may be watching.
your hand would be on each and every one, Lord, as they sit in their living rooms, Father. As they watch this service, Lord God, may you be present with them right there, right now, right where they are, Father, just as you are with us here today. Pray today, Father, that we would have a heart of worship in our living rooms. Despite the circumstance, Father, you are present with each and every one of us right where we sit, right in our homes. Pray, Father God, that you would be on Pastor Dave today. As he speaks, may your words be his words today. We thank you, Father, for what you are doing in each one of us. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning again. Welcome to Generations Online. We are so glad that you decided to join us. We look forward to the day where you can join us in person, and hopefully that will be sooner than later. Uh, but hope uh, we, we pray that you are doing well. We're in the third week of our series entitled Reset. Uh, I don't know about you, but this quarantine has helped me to focus in, uh, whether I've wanted to or not, some areas in my life and probably some areas in your life to where we can actually say, do I need to push the reset button on some things that are going on in my life? And if you remember week one, we talked about being all in, of living for the moment, living for today, that not to be so focused on what's going to happen to tomorrow that we miss where God is moving in our lives today. Last week, we talked about seeing things from a different perspective, seeing things eternally that we are just passing through, that this is not our home. Uh, the scripture that we've been using for this series, uh, Psalms 39, 4 through 5, says this. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. That my life is no longer than the width of my hands. And an entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Human existence is but a breath. Today we're going to be looking at hitting the reset button on family. Who's watching you during this time? Uh, whether you know it or not, people are looking at you and, and watching how you're reacting to everything that's going on. And probably the most important eyes that have been on you have been those who come behind you, whether your kids are small or whether they're elementary or teenage or even your adult children. I think we always look towards our parents to see how they react to certain situations. And whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, you have some eyes that have been watching you. So what does that look like? What does it look like to hit a reset button when it comes to our relationships, especially our immediate family? Psalm 112 says this, How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere, and an entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. Many of us are spending way more time with our immediate family than we ever have been before. Some of us are loving it. Some of us are soaking it in. Some of us would admit that we're surviving. And some of us, have no idea what day it is. Uh, we were at dinner this week, and my son in the most, uh, or it was last week, but my son in the most 
honest way, looked at all of us at the table and said, is today Monday or Wednesday? It was actually Thursday. And I think some of us feel that same way too, especially if we have children at home. We've started to realize, I don't even know what day it is. You see, our culture would have you believe, it would have me believe, it would have us believe that our responsibility as parents is to raise well-rounded, well-educated, happy kids. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, but is that what Scripture says? You see, when disappointment hits, it, it can't always be happy. It can't always be uh, well-rounded because life does happen. And especially when disappointment hits our children, a lot of times we want to rescue them as parents to, to make sure that we're continuing to make sure we're raising happy, well-rounded kids. And although we want to shelter our kids from certain things, if we don't let them experience disappointments, then we raise kids when they become adults who can't handle disappointment or who can't handle pandemics or the coronavirus. And a lot of times it's usually harder for parents than it is to kids to handle disappointment. If you're like me, when I've seen kids, when, when my kids are having to walk through some things and learn some things on their own, I want to come in and rescue them. I want to come in and take up for them. I want to go to them and talk to their boss, or I want to go and talk to their teacher for them. And sometimes we rescue our children too soon because we want to raise well-rounded, happy children that nothing bad happens to them. And I'm not sure that's what Scripture tells us to do. Matthew 16, 26 says this, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? And we want better for what we had than, as our, for our kids than what we had as children. And then there's nothing wrong with that. But it comes at a cost for us, for our children, for their children. Actually, if we are following after the heart of Christ, our responsibility as parents is to raise Christ-centered world changers. That, that's our responsibility. If they get a great education, awesome. If they're well-rounded, even better. If they're happy, great. But Scripture reminds you and I that that's not necessarily everything there is to raising kids. We, our responsibility is to raise kids that love Jesus Christ. What does that look like? I mean, if we're wanting our kids, if we're wanting our teens, even if we're wanting our adult children who don't know Christ to follow after Christ, guess what? You and I are going to have to live it out ourselves. We cannot give away what we do not have. Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. We, we live in trying times. We live in a culture that uh, preys, I think, on our children, not, not necessarily in bad ways, but they know how to reach them, especially with social media and kids being exposed to cell phones at a, a younger age. There are companies out there that target our children because there is a message they want to give them. And because of that, most of our kids are exposed to attitudes that uh, we would not want them to have. Some of them are uh, exposed to an over-sexualized culture. We're exposed to materialism, prejudices, and the list could go on and on. 
Here's what I've learned in my short 16 years of parenting. We can't force our children to love God. It will be a decision they have to make. However, we can lead them to experiences that will increase the likelihood of spiritual growth. You might say, Dave, what what does that look like? Well, well, first thing, I, I think this is what they need. They need to see the joy of knowing God lived out personally in front of them. They they need to see that in us. How are they going to see this? Through you, through me. Jesus says in John 17, this is eternal life, that they may know my Father. We can't give away what we do not have. The greatest gift that you could ever give your family, the greatest gift that you could ever give your children is living out in a personal way the joy of knowing God. What other experiences can we give them that will draw them closer to God? This one's a little bit closer to home to me. Is I believe we have to expose them to the presence and the power of God in the local church. Just like your uh, relationship is, is a, a personal relationship with God and they need to see that, they need to see the joy of that, your commitment to the church shouldn't be just another option in your life. Your kids need to see the importance that the body of Christ plays when it's lived out in front of them. Where does that happen? Hopefully in the church. Is it perfect? Of course not. A question that should never be an option in our homes should be this. Should we go to church today? The answer should always be yes. I've said it many times here before, and I'll say it again today. The hope for our community, the hope for our world is not the government. It's not the local government. It's not the federal government. It's not the stock market. It's not the economy. It's the local church. And even if I was not a pastor, I believe our lives should revolve around God's work in the church. One of the greatest blessings out of the past few months has been this. We have been reminded that we don't go to church. We are the church. And maybe something we have taken for granted, but maybe the reset button is starting to happen in some of this, is happening with the church. There's something special about worshiping with others, hearing from God, experiencing God together, gathering together with God's people. I don't know about you. This is something probably I have taken for granted. And now that we can't gather together, I can't wait to gather once again with the people of God. Finally, I think we need to expose our children to the experience of being used by God. Do you realize what an important role that you play in making sure that your children, whether they are young, whether they are teenagers, whether they are older, they need to know that they can be used by God, even at the youngest age. Jody and I have tried to do this with our kids. And whether it's going on a trip to the Dominican Republic to help uh, build and fund a child development center. We've, we've just made it a point that when our kids turn sixth grade, seventh grade, we want them to have that experience that we necessarily didn't have, just to give them a different perspective of what it can look like to be used of God. 
Or maybe it's working, we've asked them to maybe work with the food pantry, or we've been discussing as families and we've been living out, how can we help others during this time that might be less fortunate than we are? I hope you don't hear that we have it all figured out because we don't. But I do want my kids to know that they can be used by God as a child, as a teenager, and as an adult. How are we going to do that if we don't let them be a part of what we're doing? In just a few moments, I have the honor of introducing several of our seniors to you. And as I was preparing for today, I realized that all of these kids are already serving in the church. Whether it's serving on Sunday morning on the sound team or helping out with the food pantry or babysitting for our connection groups, the list could go on and on of how they are involved in our church. Do you know what the common denominator is with all of them? They all have parents who serve others and have invited them to join in. You can't give away what you don't have. In Joshua 24, do you remember the the, the, the challenge that he threw down. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. You see, you and I have the opportunity to hit the reset button when it comes to our families. We can't make our kids have a relationship with God. Man, we can sure lead them to the experiences that will increase the likelihood of spiritual growth. I hope you, like myself, have been challenged this morning to hit the reset button when it comes to our families. Well, we have the privilege of interviewing several of our seniors uh, today, and I am feeling a little bit older uh, as we moved here 12 years ago to start the church. Uh, some of the students up here were eight years old. And uh, no, six years old, that was 12 years ago. So uh, I'm dating myself, but it's so good to, to see you guys. Thanks for being here. Obviously, this is a different time for seniors, probably one of the people groups that have been impacted the most. And I just wanted to interview them, give them their moment in the spotlight a little bit, and also just talk a little bit about uh, what the last couple of months has, has been like. So guys, introduce yourself, uh, where you're graduating from, and what your plans are after you graduate. My name is Claire Castleman. Um, I'm graduating from Randall K. Cooper High School out in Union, Kentucky. And my plans for after high school are going to Mount Vernon Nazarene University and studying elementary education. Hi, I'm Keaton Mossman. I go to Scott High School in Taylor Mill, Kentucky. And my plans for after high school, I'm also going to Mount Vernon Nazarene University and I'm, studi I'm studying uh, special education. Um, hello, my name is Max McMillan, and I go to Simon Kenton High School, and uh, I plan to study physics at Moorhead. Great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your high school experience. Uh, I asked you guys for a pair. What is uh, one of the best highlights that you guys have from high school? Um, high school for me was a interesting time, to say the least, but probably my favorite memory was my freshman year. At Cooper, we have pep rallies, and I think at every high school they have pep rallies. But uh, my freshman class won our spirit stick, and that's never happened before, and so that was a pretty great memory. Cool. So for me, um, I play volleyball, and uh, 
I got the privilege my freshman and sophomore year to go to state. So I got to play down in Lexington, Kentucky, the state volleyball tournament, which was a really exciting experience. And I just love the atmosphere and it was just a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite uh, memory be involves being on the cross country team at our school. Uh, and during the last banquet for the pa this past season, uh, me and one of my other friends were awarded the um, uh, the captain, but it was uh, the JV captain uh, award, which uh, was a new award created because of our uh, how much time we dedicated to the sport, but never made it to the top level. Good. Um, I can think back to my high school experience. There was one teacher. I mean, we had there was a lot of teachers, but there's one teacher that stuck out to me that had a huge impact on my life. Her name was Mrs. Mullins. She was my uh, high school choir teacher. I know it'll shock you that I was in show choir with the cummerbund and uh, the bow tie and sequence and all of that, jazz hands. Uh, but she made a huge impact on my life, and I still keep in contact with her today. And uh, who, who's that teacher for you guys that have just had a, a great impact on your life? Um, I've been blessed to have amazing teachers throughout my entire high school career, but one, if I had to pick, would be my geometry teacher of my junior year, that's right, I took it way later than everybody else, and his name was Mr. Yan, and he made math so fun and interesting, and I wanted to do geometry every day of my life. Like, I would wow. keep on doing it forever. And he ended up texting my, like, not texting, my emailing my parents at the end of the year, and telling me what a great student I was, and that I actually am good at math, because I've always been told my entire life, <laughs> I am not good at math. And he, I will forever love Mr. Yan, and I cannot wait to come back to high school, to visit him. Good. So a uh, teacher that's made the biggest impact on my life is probably my art teacher, Mrs. Sullivan, who is also uh, my volleyball coach. And she taught me a lot about just pushing forward in life and stuff like that. Um, she really believed in me, not only in volleyball or in the classroom, but in life. And we still are contacting to this day, obviously. Um, but she's also very good friends with my parents, and I just know that she'll be in my life for a very long time. Good. Um, uh, the teacher that's made the most impact on me uh, was my sophomore math teacher. Uh, she was always very supportive and helpful. Uh, it was a difficult class that I took with her, but um, she helped me get through it, and um, she's been there for me even after that class, and she's wrote a, a couple of really big le uh, letters of recommendation for me and uh, gave me an opportunity to uh, help tutor some people. Good. Um, obviously, what breaks my heart most for you guys is things have been so different for you. There's a lot of uh, cancellations, a lot of things that are happening. It's not, it's not normal, obviously. I know we're still holding out hope that there will actually be a graduation in uh, the middle of the summer for most of you guys. Um, what, if you can speak to us a little bit this morning, what's been the most disappointing thing out, out of this whole last couple months for you guys? Um, so I actually thought really hard about this question because <laughs> it's hard to say that not like it's hard to say that everything wasn't disappointing just because of how much stuff that we all have like looked forward to and worked towards the entire year. For me, um, it's probably senior breakfast. <laughs> senior breakfast, just because like 
that's the thing that every senior like loves to do at the end of the year because we get out of class and mm -hmm. we get to have this amazing breakfast cooked for us. We just get to spend time with our friends and I'm pretty sad that got taken away. And just time with the people that I've made memories with mm -hmm. over the last four years. I really hope that in the summer I'll be able to see them and make more memories with them. But at the same time, like our times have changed. Yeah. So that's probably my most disappointing. So for me, um, <clears throat> I think it's just not being able to have that last day, that knowing that this is the day that I'm going to be able, I'm going to say goodbye to the school, to te some teachers that I might not ever see again, or to some people that I might not see again, and not being able to know that this was my final day, or just being able to say goodbye in general is just really hard to look back and not be able to do that. Personally, I've had a really tough time just not being able to be around people. Uh, I'm fairly introverted, so I didn't uh, expect as big of an impact it would have on me, but it, it's, been, it's been pretty difficult. Um, and also, uh, it's been hard to keep motivated, I know, because we have the online classes, but just like in general to do anything, just there doesn't seem to be any like outcomes or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I, I want you guys to know that you have, uh, first of all, I'm extremely proud uh, of all of you. Uh, for how you have been handling yourself through the situation, even being able to come up here and talk about it. Um, but I want to let you know, not only me, but we, you have a, a church family that loves you and supports you, and we can't wait to see where God takes you and the impact that you're going to have on people. The, the good thing is uh, this is temporary, and this will not define you. It'll only make you stronger, and we believe in all of you guys. And so I just want to let you know that your church loves you and cares for you, and we're in your corner, and thanks for uh, doing this for us today. Really appreciate it. Just want to say thanks again for our seniors uh, today. They did uh, an incredible job. I'm so proud of them. As we look forward to this next week, I want to challenge you. What are some practical ways that you can start to have some discussion with your family members? I mean, we're not going anywhere. You're going to have some time to connect with them. Maybe there's something you can do together as a family this week, an experience that you can do together this, as a family this week that can lead them to have an experience or an encounter with God. Parents, we're going to have to take that challenge. It's going to be up to us. We have to lead our families. We can't give away what we don't have. I challenge you this week to invest, to pray for your kids, to pray for your families. I also want to say this. There's some parents out there that have adult children, and you've done everything that you know how, and you've led well, and you've, you've led them, and you've grown them up in the church, and you've done everything that you feel like God has wanted you to do, and your children are far away from the Lord right now. Do you know that there is a promise for you today? That what you've done, Scripture says, will not return void. That your children know the truth, and at some point they will come back to it. So don't give up. And there's some of you that have adult children, and, and you're new to your Christian faith, and you're new to your Christian journey. You're like, well, I, I, I wish I could go back and redo it. I wish I could go back when my kids were younger and, and set some different priorities. But I want to challenge you today. Do you realize even if you have adult children or if you have teenagers now, Live out your faith in front of them. It will not go unnoticed. And you living out your faith will draw them and want what you have. And God can still do a work in your children, whether they are younger or teenagers or adults. I challenge you to do that. Don't give up on your kids. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your challenge to us today. 
Thank you for your word. Thank you that it is active, that it is living. We realize during the series, God, we, we, we don't have many moments. Our moment is fleeting, that our, our time here is temporary. So I pray that we would make the most of our opportunities, especially when it comes to those that we love the most, our, our families, our immediate families, our extended families. So I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice this morning. I pray that you would encourage them not to give up, not to give up praying for their kids, not to give up living out their faith in front of their kids, not to give up those moments where they ask their kids to join in with what you are doing. I pray that we would hit the reset button. And may we grow children who are not just happy all the time and not just well-rounded and not just well-educated. And if they do those things, man, we, we would be proud of that. But God, more than anything, may we raise kids who love you with everything that they are and desire nothing more than to do what you want for their life. May we raise kids like that. May they see that in us. We'll give you thanks. Thanks for being with us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before you go today, and I'm, I'm so excited to introduce uh, our staff to you. They, they've got a few announcements and just want to keep you updated with what's going on. I want you to know that you can be proud of what they've been doing. We have not recoiled. We have not cowered back during this time. Uh, we want to continue to minister to you as a church body and minister to our community. And they are leading the way. And you can be proud of them. I'm extremely proud of them. And so I want you to take a look at what they have to tell us today. Hello, my name is Ms. Dawn, and I'm the pastor of children and families here at Generations Church. Parents and families, if you haven't had the opportunity to check out the resources that we've made available during this time on the church's webpage, we would encourage you to do so. Whether you're just checking out the Bible video story or doing the story and the activity, either way, your child gets a chance to experience a little bit of church during this time. The nursery and preschool groups are learning this month that God made us and he loves us. The elementary groups are learning about determination. What a great time to be learning that it is worth finishing what we've started, even when things just seem to be a little bit impossible. Kids, at 1030, we invite you to join me and many of your favorite leaders for breakfast with Miss Dawn. We hope to see you there. Hi, I'm Alex Bernardo, and I am the Interim Student Ministries Director here at Generations Church. Um, we are still having youth group on Sunday nights despite the quarantine over Zoom. That's from 5 to 5.45. We send out the link every week in our weekly um, email update. Um, so check that out. If you're not already uh, on that, contact me and let me know, um, and we'll get you put on the, the email list. Also, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Remind. We have all kinds of ways that you can continue to connect. We're doing video devotions through YouTube every week, so we upload those on Sundays, and then we discuss them on Sunday nights, and we're really looking forward to the summer. We just published the summer schedule a couple of days ago, and so we're really excited about all the opportunities that we have for our students coming up. So come and join and be a part of Ignite Student Ministries. Hi, I'm Chance Barber, and I help here with the community engagement. We have been able to keep our connection with most of our community partners and help them get resources to all of the families around us. I do want to remind you that office is still open Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 2.30. And if you need anything or you know someone who does, please call or email the office. Hi, my name's Christina Murphy, and I'm one of the associate pastors here at Generations Church. 
At Generations, we want you to be known, and we want others to know you while drawing closer to Christ. We believe that is done through our connection groups. Believe it or not, even in this crazy time, our connection groups are still meeting through Zoom. So if you're not a part, we would love for you to join and become a part of one of our connection groups, even if you haven't tried it out before. In addition to our connection groups, we have a Thursday night Bible study. It is really a great time of discussion and prayer and really just letting God's word come alive. If you're not a part of either of these, please email us at generationsnky at gmail.com. We would love to get you connected because you're not supposed to do this life alone. Thank you.